Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable. I am your host, Shay McMaster from Enlightened Athlete. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. I greatly appreciate it. Seriously, cannot say thank you enough to everybody who listens. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about some bullshit fitness claims. We're going to talk about how to evaluate or vet um, or how to find valuable health information and things that you should listen to and take into consideration and how to uh, avoid things that are not as useful. Um. Before we get into that, if you find value in today's show, please share this with somebody you know, a friend, a colleague, coworker, a family member, somebody that would find value in some of the stuff that we talk about. Share it on social media, share a link to the podcast, send it to somebody in an email, Uh, leave us a rating or review as well on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you're listening to this. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, We've been having some pretty good feedback on some of our Instagram reels. Uh, It's at Enlightened Athlete on Instagram. I've been doing kind of a new format on there and uh, been getting some good feedback on that. So thank you, everybody, for sharing that and letting me know. Um, We do have stickers available, Get Uncomfortable podcast stickers available on the website. If you'd like one, go ahead and order one, and I will mail it to you. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at getting some maybe some shirts and maybe some hats. I was thinking about getting some hats. I'm not sure yet. Um, But if there's some interest for that, let me know, and I will get those rolling. Um, I know a guy who does some awesome shirts. So um, thank you so much, everybody. Let's get into the show. On today's episode, we are going to get into some of my favorite bullshit health and fitness claims, things that I've heard over the years that are just asinine and that make no sense to me. Um, and also to research people who know what the hell they're talking about, to researchers, scientists, people who study this, people that are involved, um, people who live the lifestyle every day, have seen results, help people get results. Um, but before we get into some of those claims, the thing I want to talk about first is how can you determine if a source is good or not? I'm sure there's like proper terminology for this from high school or college that I can't remember, um, but In today's world of the internet, everybody has a voice. Everybody can say anything. You can see any crazy shit, a screenshot of a tweet that some guy put on like, well, weight loss isn't about counting calories at all. Uh, You can see anything, hear anything. CNN puts out health stuff all the time. Uh, I'm sure every, Fox News does, um, uh, Healthline, you can Google whatever and find everything. Coconut oil will kill you. Coconut oil is the best thing for you. The carnivore diet is the only thing that's going to save your life. Uh, Going vegan is the only way to live a healthy life or you're going to die if you're not vegan. You can find all of that stuff. Um, And a lot of the research is mixed and we're constantly finding out new things on nutrition and exercise and lifestyle habits. Um, But here is how I personally evaluate claims made by somebody and who I look to 
and where I go to find quality information. If you're looking at studies, the best studies, like the gold standard, are, I believe, they're called meta-analyses. That's like a bunch of different studies put together. So if you're looking at studies straight up, meta-analysis are the best because it takes a bunch of different studies and puts them together. Um, I'm not an expert in the field of research or evaluating research, and I don't claim to be, but there is a guy who is really good at this. His name is Lane Norton, um, which is one of the people that I go to for a lot of information research, looking up you know claims I'm not sure about. I'll go to him because he's very good at reading research and synthesizing that information and putting it out through content that he makes. Um, and he is not for any bullshit. Like there are things that I have said in the past that uh, the research does not support that. And he's like, this is a bullshit claim that just got popular for some reason. What is one? I'm trying to think of one right now. The uh, artificial sweeteners in diet soda are terrible for you. That's what, like, that was a very common claim. And I've been guilty of saying that before. Um, but he put out a bunch of information on it saying, like, that's not true. There's no evidence showing that it increases cravings or caloric intake over the long term between two different groups. So it's bullshit. And he'll say it. And I love that. Okay, so here is how I pick who I look to. Um, I took some notes here. Okay, so first, most major news networks, like things that you're going to see on MSNBC, on your uh, Apple News, or whatever you pop up, all those articles that people send you saying like eggs are as bad as smoking cigarettes for you, which is one I'm going to cover today. Um, most of the time, any major news network, it's journalists that are writing these things, right? They're tasked with writing X amount of uh, articles a, a week or a day even, whatever, to get clicks. So they use clickbait headlines. These are not people who are well-versed in reading research, in reading studies, in synthesizing information, and in understanding the difference between uh, like an observational study and something that is actually like a very well, tightly controlled study. They aren't always experts in that. Now, some of them do have experts that are on there um, that they do use, so you just have to take it with a grain of salt. It's hard, but you have to find people that you know are good and trustworthy. So most of those articles that you see shit like that, like eggs are bad for you or uh, red meat's killing you, a lot of times those articles are written by people and they find doctors that are somehow tied to a specific industry that would support, they get financial support from the opposition. So they'll say red meat's killing you. These people are very highly tied to uh, the pharmaceutical industry or something like that. So you have to be able to make sure that the person that wrote the article is somebody that you know can understand the data and isn't just going off of one or two shittily made, shittily executed studies, and then that's going to like determine the future of your health. So most of the shit that you see on the news about health and wellness is bullshit. Like most of those major articles that go around, eggs are one, coconut oil is one, red meat is one that's really hot right now. Everybody's talking about how bad that is for you. <clears throat> most of those are just not good sources of information. You shouldn't just randomly read an article from somewhere and assume that it's the best information. You should base your decisions off of trustworthy individuals whom your friend knows is a legit health-conscious or well-versed individual in the field of research, health and wellness, understanding and synthesizing information. Here are some of my favorites that I have used in the past. Lane Norton, I already mentioned. Uh, ben Greenfield, he is very good at diving into the science and all this stuff, and he's very research-based. Mark Sisson, from uh, Mark's Daily Apple and Primal Kitchen. Uh, he's got a lot of really good information out there. Rob Wolf. 
Rob Wolf, um, I think it's The Healthy Rebellion, and he has a podcast called The Healthy Rebellion Radio. A lot of fantastic information from Rob Wolf. Rhonda Patrick, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, is an amazing, amazing source of knowledge and information and just like, I don't know how she knows as much as she does. She's super smart. She is a fantastic source of information on health. Um, Dr. Andrew Huberman is another one that is fantastic. He is a ophthalmologist, I think, but I'll put links to these people's shows in the show notes. He is fantastic. So those are some of my favorites that I go to. That's not all I use, but um, those are good ones. And I know that they're legit people. And guess what? None of those people that I just mentioned are journalists. They're all professionals in their fields and industries. So that is what you should look for. That is how you vet whether or not somebody is making a valid claim, if you can actually trust it. And that's how I would look to other sources. If you see something, you're like, I wonder if that's real. You need to find sources that you trust regularly, you know are not bullshitting people. And um, somebody that's not like partisan. They're not going to take sides on a certain thing. One key indicator most of the time is somebody who is uh, like a low-carb zealot. They are 100% against carbs. They're a keto fanatic, and anybody who doesn't do keto is an idiot. You'll see messaging like that from certain people. There's people who do that with the carnivore diet as well. If you don't do carnivore, carnivore is the only way to be healthy. Carnivore is the only way to really gain your true health back and solve health issues. When you see that type of messaging from somebody, they're obviously clearly biased in one direction. And that's not saying everything that they say is wrong or misleading or incorrect, but you have to know that that source is going to be biased towards whatever side that they're promoting. And most of the time they have a business that would coincide with that. So some financial interest as well. That's how I would vet. That's how you be careful. And some things you can use, but you have to know where you're getting your information from. That's very, very important before we get into these. So I hope that that makes sense, and I hope that will help you determine uh, good sources of information in the future. Okay, here's the first one. There's an article. This is old, older. Uh, I still hear it said, though, sometimes. Eating whole eggs is as bad as smoking for you. This is total horseshit. That is such bullshit. Uh, Dietary fat is often demonized. Uh, for multiple reasons. I don't know the initial cause of it, but I hear all the time that people are so worried about eating fat. We need healthy fat in our diet. It's a necessary part of neurotransmitters. It's a necessary part of your endocrine system functioning properly and the building blocks of hormones. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I can't get into everything about that, obviously, but dietary fat is necessary for humans to function properly. There's a lot of nasty side effects that can happen from people who don't get enough of it. And enough is subjective to the person. It's, it's varied between who you are, your current situation, so I'm not going to make any recommendations on that amount. Um, okay, but let's, let's think about this here on that claim. Eggs are as bad as smoking for you. Okay, what do cigarettes have in them? <laughs> Tobacco, an ungodly amount of chemicals. We know that they're linked to lung cancer, all types of other cancers. There's nothing in that. There's no nutrition. There's no uh, vitamins and minerals. There's no micronutrients. There's no proteins. There's no fats. I mean, it's a drug. It's, it's a toxin. Cigarettes are. Let's look at eggs. What are eggs? Eggs are food, okay? And eggs are a fantastic source. I took notes on here. They have um, 
different cholesterols in them. They have very bioavailable amino acids, which is protein. They have choline in them, which is very good for your brain function. They have uh, vitamin A. They have basically your uh, full entire B complex. They have vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, a bunch of micronutrients, phosphorus, potassium, calcium. Um, in my opinion, nature's perfect food. That's what eggs are. They are nature's perfect food. They have so much nutrition in them, and it's all natural. It comes out of a chicken's ass, and you can eat it. Uh, how is that? How could you ever even remotely link that to cigarettes? I don't understand. It is such horse shit. But you will hear it all the time. <clears throat> cigarettes will kill you. Eggs will not kill you. You should eat eggs. Don't be afraid of the egg yolk. Uh, if you're monitoring your calories, sometimes people recommend you do egg whites, a couple egg yolks, but mostly egg whites. I'm not too big on either of those. If you're really dialing in your calories, obviously that's one way to do it is just not eat the yolk because of the extra calories and the fat, but it's not bad for you. Eggs are not bad for you. Do not be scared of eggs. Obviously, from what I've heard, read, the research I've seen, uh, eggs that are from uh, like a local producer, ideally cage-free even can be kind of dicey on the marketing, the way that they have to market them. Like cage-free doesn't necessarily mean that they've eaten a whole... Uh, variety a whole host of foods like a natural diet that a chicken would eat the best thing to do is like find a local provider or a local producer that you can get your eggs from and you understand the way that those chickens are living what they're being fed um and just go meet somebody at a farmer's market or a, a farmer who has that somebody who has chickens and see ask them questions about what they feed their chickens and the living environment if that's what you're concerned about with the chickens that's always going to be a better option than a store-bought egg most, I said always, but most of the time. Okay. So do not be scared of eggs. You should not be scared of eggs. You should not be scared of dietary fat. Um, okay. Another one here. Lifting weights will make me bulky. Uh, no, no, it will not. It can. Yes, it can. Um, but it's a very specific type of weightlifting. Um, and in order to gain lean mass, to gain muscle mass, you have to eat enough calories to put on muscle mass from hard training. Um, that doesn't happen on accident. That's uh, You have to eat enough protein. You have to make sure you're getting recovered from the workouts. You have to do the right type of workouts. If you're just doing solid endurance training or very lightweight, very high rep stuff, like very high rep stuff. I'm not talking like 12. I'm talking like 25 plus. You're not going to get bulky. You just won't. If anything, you're just going to get stronger. You're going to have more capability. I've talked about it so many times before, the benefits of exercise. So go listen to some of my last episodes on that. I think it was one of the last two or three I did with the benefits of exercise. It will not make you bulky. You have to eat a lot of food. You have to train very hard for a long time to pack on a lot of muscle. Uh, it's not going to happen on accident. Let's look at the population. Just look around at people. Do we have an overabundance of people that have too much muscle because they accidentally got too bulky. They accidentally put on too much muscle mass. No, we have the exact opposite problem. We have too many people that are too fat. Like, we should not be saying anything about that would discourage people from working out, from lifting weights. There's so many benefits to lifting weights. Uh, everybody has too much body fat. Not everybody has too much muscle. If it happened on accident, everybody would have too much muscle. We'd have too many people. That's just not a reality. So that claim makes no sense to me. I hear it all the time. It's not going to happen. So don't worry about it. Go lift weights. That's Go to the fucking gym. Next, uh, carbs will make you fat or carbs are bad. You can't have carbs in your diet. Uh, not true. I don't say foods are good or bad. 
um, there are better options and there's worse options. It's bad most of the time when people are learning about food to put labels on things like that's an off limits food. Cause then what do you want to do? You want to go eat it. Of course, like pizza's off limits. Well now what are you thinking about eating a whole fucking pizza? That's all you're thinking about. Right? So I try to stay away from that. Um, just personally, obviously there's foods that are unhealthy and have really negative side effects to you. And there's chemicals and ingredients and all sorts of different additives that you can use that are bad. Some people who are really big into like the keto world or the carnivore world will tell you that carbs are just the end of your life. You're going to die if you eat them. I, that's not true. Carbs can be really beneficial for supporting high intensity exercise. They can help you recover. I mean, they like, I know people who were basically keto, they ate almost no carb or very low carb. They're doing jujitsu. They feel like they're run down. They're sore. They're tired. They don't have any energy to get through the workout. They add a little bit of carbs back into their diet. Maybe they don't tolerate them great. So they don't eat a bunch of them, but they added them back in. They're like, wow, I feel way better when I'm doing jujitsu because it's hard. So don't be scared of carbs. Just don't overdo it. What makes you fat? It's not that carbs will make you fat. What makes you fat is overeating, is eating too many calories, more calories than you burn. You're taking in more calories than you burn. You're in a caloric surplus is what they call it. And that is what will make you fat over time. Continued weight gain because of a surplus of intake. That's what will make you fat. Um, and a lot of the foods that people will like immediately claim is like really high carb and they can't have it. Like pizza and ice cream are two things that come to mind right away. Those are actually really high in fat. They're not just high in carbs. They're also high in fat, like very high in fat. And when you look at the difference between like carbohydrates and fat, uh, calorically, this is what they say. This is, I'm sure just a general rounding, but, uh, carbohydrates have four calories per gram. Fat has roughly nine calories calories per gram so they're more fat is more calorically dense so you don't have to have as much to get more calories than you would out of carbs does that make sense i hope um so a lot of the foods that people demonize as high carb foods are actually also high fat foods so it's not just necessarily carbs carbs don't make you fat too many calories make you fat okay i'm glad we got that out of the way um and obviously highly processed junk food uh or basically the standard american diet full of hyper-palatable processed foods will fuck you up in the long run. That's what's going to get you. The standard American diet is not great. Let's see. Another fun one here is eating before or after some insert arbitrary time will ruin your fat loss or will ruin your muscle gain or whatever. There's There's nothing backing that up. Like if you're eating the right amount of calories and you're training the right way and you're recovering, there is no reason you can't eat after 8 p.m. or there's no reason you can't eat until noon. There is nothing physiologically that would say that's going to stop the biological processes. Like our body is more complex than that. So it's, it's like this black and white thinking and it doesn't, it's just not reality. It just does not work that way. That's not to say that there's not benefits to fasting or time-restricted eating. There are specific benefits to time-restricted eating and fasting. You know, fasting is a great way to reduce your overall caloric intake. So a lot of benefit people see from fasting, I think sometimes is just because they're eating less. They're not eating until one or two in the afternoon. They skipped maybe a thousand calories, 600, 500 calories that day, right? Depending on, on people's breakfasts and their normal routines. If they're fasting and they're only eating lunch and dinner and maybe a snack, they've reduced their overall caloric intake. So they're seeing a lot of benefits from that. Uh, Lane Norton just put something out about that. Like people talk about autophagy, which is... 
like the killing off or the the getting rid of old damaged cells. And a lot of people associate that only with fasting, but he's like he's, he just said that uh, caloric restriction can have that as well. And I'm not going to get into all that because that's not my area of expertise. But like the arbitrary times of don't eat after this time or don't eat before this time, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. There's no reason to do that unless you are specifically fasting. Okay, those are some of my favorite ones. Um, another one I was going to get into was the seed oils. But I don't know enough about that. I have reached out to a couple people to see if they'll come on to talk to me a little bit more about that. Somebody who's an expert in the field who would know a little bit more about that and the effects that it can have on people if it is good or bad, what the research shows. I don't know. So I'm not going to get into that. But those are some of my favorite ones. But really the main takeaway is like you got to figure out where you're getting your information and whether or not that's a good source of information. If that's a reliable, trustworthy source that's not biased one side or the other financially, um, or if they're tied to some sort of an industry or a lobby that would make them say certain things because that's very, very common. So just make sure you're vetting your sources of information when you see something like coconut oil is going to kill you. Well, you should check into that with somebody who is trustworthy, somebody who you know puts out solid information regularly for a long time. Uh, I hope that this was helpful and also slightly entertaining. Uh, if you found value in it, please share it out for me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for listening, like I said at the beginning. And I hope you guys have a good rest of the weekend. If you're listening to this on Friday, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.